Hello and welcome to anybody who's listening to the first ever podcast done by me. I'll be hopefully the newest addition to your routine today, or at least as of the time I'm recording this, is the 17th of October 2020, and it's two minutes shy of 7 a.m. I hate when people say that it's 6.58. You know, you might be asking me, which you are not, but I'll just assume you're asking me because, as the name says, this is the solo podcast. And you can't carry a conversation with only one person. That is a monologue. And I have no friends. Actually, I'm joking. I have friends, but the reason I'm doing this alone is because I think a lot and since I already told you that it's 2020 and this is just in case anybody's listening from the future which will probably be the case for the majority of you because I am nameless as of right now on the online world so you know it wouldn't make sense that you'd watch this the first day and if you did Watch this on the 17th of October 2020. You, my friend, are a great person. Anyways, it's the Rona time. We're still in quarantine. And I'm usually, I'm usually a very, not confused. I'm not thoughtful. I don't know how to say it, but I think a lot. I think a lot about everything. So, about the small things, about the big things. And it's not. I mean, some of it is worrying too much, some of it, a lot of it is paranoia, a lot of it is, you know, my mind just playing games with me. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I think a lot and I talk to myself. Uh, Now, I'm not crazy, and I feel like I have to state that, because you don't know me yet. So, the more you get to know me, the more you'll understand why I talk to myself because it's boring it's boring and it's annoying that you have to rely on someone else to listen to you I mean I have siblings thank god I have both my parents but I already bothered them enough with just talking and talking and talking and talking and I talk a lot I talk so much that I decided to make a podcast that's only me so I don't get to listen to anybody else talk and I just talk the whole time that's how much I talk. <laughs> Literally, that's how much I talk. So, yeah. We're in quarantine. We don't get to see our friends. Anyways, I'm away from my friends. Currently, I'm in a foreign country for university. I'm taking software engineering. And, and you know, it, it gets to me. Programming. I mean... I don't know if any of y'all are programmers and you relate to what I'm about to say, but I find it ridiculous. Listen, computers are stupid, right? We know that, okay? Computers are stupid and you have to be the one that makes them smart. The computer is not the one that basically computes when you click, you know, Chrome or when you play games or when you do whatever someone programmed it to do that to respond to your actions right so like computers could do it's weird it's funny how 
humans designed something that could do something that they couldn't do in like 500 million years yet it's still so reliant on humans I mean that's where you know AI comes in and computers basically growing up conscious and consciousness and basically becoming sentient in a way but I don't feel that type of stuff that's at least from the way it's being taught here I don't think that's gonna happen in the next 100 years in my opinion it's ridiculous and you know shout out Elon Musk I like the dude but and he's probably a gazillion times smarter than me I just cracked my knuckles I'm pretty sure the mic cut that but anyways it's the the promises he makes with things like Neuralink and his cars I mean autonomous driving I could see that happening by 2040 2035 possibly possibly 2030 but not in the next five years or at least it won't be super reliable and I wouldn't buy it not that I could right now but I wouldn't buy it in the future or I'm able to but that was besides the point my point was program programming languages I love saying programming programming languages are the dumbest thing on earth first of all I get the idea that people all over the world because this globe is big and guys and girls and anybody else who's listening you will get to know my thought process because I'm scatterbrained but I'll always come back to the original point so please bear with me our globe is massive right our the world is big you can have two countries next to each other but their cultures are completely different the language the way of life everything that's cool people are different you know people are different that's how we are but computers why on earth are there a billion computer languages just to be used on the same thing it's like making a thousand ways to wash the same plate why isn't there a universal language and I know I'm gonna be murdered for this because someone who knows more than me will tell me how the fuck are you a software engineering slash computer science student if you don't know why we need this many languages low-level languages high-level languages they do different things they require this I know I know and I'll probably piss you off more by saying I like Python because it's easy it's close to English and that's another thing that's another gripe I have with programming languages what is the point of like we're the ones that are creating are like basically I know how to explain this properly imagine the computer being a test paper and you're the person who's writing that test paper and at the same time you will be the person who's taking that test now any sane person would make that test as easy as possible right and please this is interactive I'm, I know I'm alo- alone <laughs> alone in my bedroom but I'd like to imagine this as if you know we're friends and I already made a Twitter so you know people could communicate with me on there 
because I really like the interaction and you know don't say hi ask me a question you know put me on the spot like ask me something you know you want my opinion on and I'll try my best to talk with you guys because you know I like the interaction I feel like I'm talking with you so answer my question right you would make it the easiest test possible because you will be taking that test why on earth did they make a computer and then make it hard as shit to code on set computer to make set computer answer your instructions or follow your lead now i'm not saying make it in plain english because i could say the same sentence or me and someone else could say the same sentence but our wording is different so i'm i don't know but i'm pretty sure it might be possible it might have been possible that you know who like coding could have been done in a way where it's just like literally like english but i think it would be much harder that way than it is right now because you would have to change the way you think completely because the way you speak english might be different than the way the person who coded it to be written in his you know english style but yeah i don't got the solution how to make coding easier but i sure as shit know that it's way too difficult the way it is right now it's way too difficult and i watched a good video i don't know what's the guy's name uncle ben you know he's an og in the whole computer science field he was talking about how the age how the age of the the computer science uh, devs you know the software people their their age keeps getting lower 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 so you basically lose experience so you don't you don't have the people on top that are experienced that could teach the young guys the young girls you know because this field is basically take in the new and spit out the old and that's because they keep coming with bs languages that are unnecessary in my opinion we have java we have python we have c i don't know i think we have enough languages i i think there should be a standard where across all things these are the select handful and when i say select not more than three that you need to know and i'm sure you could do everything with python you could do everything with java but you can't really do everything like there are some tasks that require this unique niche language or whatever and listen i know that this episode will do garbage because a i'm talking about software engineering which is boring as shit to a lot of people and listen the only reason i took it i i don't know how to make an excel spreadsheet that's how bad i am with computers i'm young i'm young so it's not like i grew up without computers and whatnot i mean i made a facebook back in 2008 so you know that shows how i i i had access to computers i had ac- access to all these things just like a lot of privileged people but i don't know I, I, it was never my thing i was more of a outside kid plus speaking about young the reason i decided to make this podcast and it seems rushed 
which it's not I've been thinking about this for the past month at least two months is because tomorrow is my birthday small clap that sound like I was anyways so of course I was born on the 18th of October that's tomorrow and I'll turn 20 speaking about turning 20 I will no longer be a teenager but yeah, 20 ain't shit it's still 19 plus 1 so I don't think your mentality will change drastically and it'll be sad because my life for the past 7 years from 13 till 19 it's been very eventful a lot of ups and a lot of downs and speaking about 13 this is the 13th minute of our first podcast and talking about the number 13 when I first turned 13 I think two days before that and this is just a self story a story by myself I was I was a crazy kid that if I grew up in you know the Western world because I grew up in the Middle East if I grew up in like America or Britain Germany Canada any of those you know countries I'd probably have been sent to the what's it called what do you call juvenile detention centers I don't know prison for kids yeah 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 a prison for kids yeah I'd probably have been sent there I was I was a loose cannon I was crazy I was crazy I got a lot of stories about myself that I'm you know very very apprehensive to to you know share but I definitely will in the future the more comfortable I get I I, I used to have anger issues you know I used to get really angry so my brother my twin brother not identical by the way because a lot of people say you do not look alike and he looks 10 years older than me because I'm baby faced anyways um he pissed me off he did something I got mad and then I chased him with a butcher's knife I chased him all over the house I chased him all over the house and then he ran to our room because we shared the room me him and our older brother and he closed the door and I, I was yelling oh my god I'll kill you I'll kill you you mother course I didn't say that but you fucking asshole I'll kill you ah, ah, ah. crazy crazy fucking insane and then you know I uh, it, it was funny because you know my mom came yelled at me you know slapped me up are you stupid that's your brother did you try <laughs> did you ju- <laughs> did you did you just try to kill your brother ah no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to. God, God. It, it wasn't that much, it was like, it just two hits. <laughs> but, but I looked at my mom, and I was like, listen, please, tomorrow's our birthday, we're, we're turning 13, we'll be teenagers, you know, it's a big occasion, because I'm a very sentimental guy, and, you know, those type of things, they hold a lot of weight to me, 
not to any of my family it's only just me I, i'm that type of guy so i was like please just don't tell dad don't tell dad i beg you we'll get our asses whoop i beg you don't tell him my mom looked at me she's like okay night okay okay no problem it's done like i already got you for it anyways it's done although it was only like two slight hits it wasn't nothing i was just being dramatic because like i said i was fucking crazy and stupid anyways so my father comes back from work you know it's like a 13 hour shift four days on four days off it was at a refinery so he was tired nothing was said that day we said hi hug go hide don't you know when you do something and i'm sure a lot of you can relate when you do something wrong you try to stay out of the spotlight try to stay as low-key as possible don't bring attention to yourself don't ask for money uh, don't ask to go outside play with friends just hide lay low for a bit you know let the heat calm down and then come back out stayed hidden the rest of the day so as it was he was at the end of his four days of work so the next day which was exactly hmm, yeah is exactly seven years tomorrow was our birthday and we usually don't celebrate birthdays or none of that. Not even like a, like a, like oh, like we'd have to remind. Oh yeah, it's our birthday. Although they already knew about this. Just it's not, it's not something we celebrate. Which is honestly, you know, Isma is just a birthday, so it was whatever. But I like those type of things, and I really didn't care about the twelfth, eleventh, tenth birthdays and so on. I mean, we got a happy birthday every year definitely but we'd have to hint at least three to four days before like we'd ask at the beginning of the month you know what this month is you know my parents be like no but they do so we just act you know i like at the 14th oh you know in four days what it is so it always felt like we're hinting towards it but we didn't do that with my father you know for this one from uh, for our 13th birthday and, you know we wake up happy days we're happy, he's happy, we didn't expect anything, we, we expected, you know, we'd have to hint at it again and whatnot, but my father was in such a jovial state, he was so happy, he was like, hey, come here, you know, he brought me and my brother, he hugged us, we were on the bed, he was just telling us stories, like, happy birthday, it's your 13th birthday, you're grown men now, and we were so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And then my mom came in. She looked around. She's like, hey. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. She just went went over to my father. Whispered two things to him. I don't I didn't even get to hear what they were. It was just like See I don't ever claim that I'm book smart. You know, I'm, I'm book smart. I don't ever claim that I'm book smart, you know. I don't study that much. I, I wish I did. I mean, I kind of do now, but back then I didn't. But I always, you know, if you're not book smart, you got to be smart somewhere else. You, no one is fully stupid. You know, 
you're always smarter somewhere else. It's like the whole don't teach a fish how to climb a tree or something. I don't know that fucking thing. I don't know what it was. If you're judging everybody based on the same criteria, you know, not everybody fits that criteria. So you got to switch it up for each person. Anyways, my thing, my switch up was I could pick up on, excuse me, I could pick up on people's movements. I could pick up on their actions. I could pick up where you're looking. I could, you know, I was very aware of my surroundings. And the moment my mom came in the room, I was like, ah, shit's about to go down. I, I just felt it in my in my heart. I confirmed it when I looked at my father's face and his face just <laughs> it, it went from smiling to like stone cold done done I was like yeah I, I kind of need to take a piss and that's my go-to excuse uh, you know I, anytime something's about to pop off I gotta take a piss I got up see my brother in this case he's the victim you know I tried stabbing him because I'm fucking stupid. But, you know, there's a rule. Especially as twins. If one gets licked, the other gets licked. Licked as in, gets his ass whooped. You, you can, I don't know, it's like school. You get your ass whooped, you're still getting suspended. You know, that's how it was. So, my brother, you know, God bless him. He's a good guy. Very book smart slightly not that smart when it comes to you know this i wouldn't say the streets but the outside like when it comes to reading people and all that stuff i spoke about earlier so he just stayed sitting there you know he didn't know what's going on and if he did if he did he thought hey i'm innocent i did nothing wrong in this case i did nothing wrong so why would i get hit you know it's rookie mistake we're the same age but you could see the difference of you know the wisdom when it comes to getting your ass whooped because I was the more naughty guy you know I was the naughtier of the two so I, I knew how to move right basically I left the room and we had a hallway in our house a small hallway it's not that big at all not more than 10, ten steps and, and then there's like a it's like a T it's, it's like a, it's a how do I explain this? It's it's basically a T. So, I basically went and hid behind the wall because it's two holes, uh, two uh, two holes intersecting. So I stood at the intersection, and I looked and towards the end of the hall, it was my father's room. So I just stayed there. I was waiting. I was like, maybe I judged this wrong, you know, because I'm smart. That way, you know, sounds very arrogant calling yourself smart, but I already said I was stupid when it comes to school. So. <laughs> Let me give myself some props here, okay. I stood on th at the end of the hall, or at least at the intersection, you know, hid behind the wall. Well, I was peeping, I was trying to see, uh, peek, see what's going on. You know, my father got off, got out of the bed. And then I was like, okay, yeah. I, I immediately knew I did the right thing, because there was no reason for him to get out of the bed. Because he seemed hella comfortable. He got out of the bed. Just like the flash. BAM! He took the belt out of his pants. Because his pants, you know, it's... it's We hung it on the... What's it called? I don't know what that thing is called. The thing you hang your clothes on. The hanger. 
<laughs> yeah, this hanger. And you know, the belt was on the pants, but just, you know, smooth. Smooth, just whoop. Grabbed the buckle, whooped the belt out, and looked at my brother. Are you out here trying to stab your brother? Whoop! Ah! Please, it's not me. You got the wrong guy. See, my brother's a snitch. He's a snitch. I mean, I was the biggest snitch growing up, but he's a snitch. He, you know, he folded under pressure. You never fold under pressure, ever. But he folded. Bah! Hit him twice. Then who was it? I mean, it's obviously me, but you gotta confirm, you know. There's <laughs> 50% chance if you get the first 50 wrong, it's obviously the, the other. Anyways, just bah! one, you know, one time. Who was it? It's blank. You know, my name. I was like, shit. That's the moment I knew I fucked up. And you know, with me, you know how, I don't know, some, some armies, you know, leave no man behind. I left my brother behind. He snitched. He ain't no man. He's a snitch. I ran because I heard my father call for me. He was like, blank. Where are you? But he said it in a calm tone. So, he was trying to lure me in, you know, say it in a count on me, thinking, oh, I'm just being called. Let me, let me, let me go through. Let me see what's happening. And then, bam, door closes behind me. Stunned. Because you know my brother would do that. Because he already did it once. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I heard my name being called. It's like, fuck this. Ran outside. Put on my sandals. I'm a nomad. I'm a nomad. I'm out. I'm a nomad, I'm a no man, a no man, like you don't know me, it's none, my name's not my name, I'm not getting whooped, I hate that, but like, that's why maybe like, I'm an adrenaline junkie right now, it's just because that shit, it gets you hype, in a way, but not when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you're just shitting yourself, so just went out of the house, I just, I, I just ran out. And then, you see, you know, since I was the youngest, you know, me and my brother were the youngest, I was also, you know, I'm not that fast, but my older brother is not fast, at, you know, he's not fast at all. But since I was very slow and I was wearing sandals, and like I said, I'm, I'm faster than him, but on a good day, he could catch up to me. You know, my father, that's his death squad. It's him, the belt, and my brother. So whenever, and because, you know, my other brothers, you know, they take it on the chin, they move on. You know, because, it, listen, anybody who's young that's listening to this, just take your licks, take your one or two hits. It's not that serious. Of course, if your parents are, like, punching you in the face, that never happened to me. That's fucked. Excuse me. That's fucked up. Right? But if it's, like, one or two hits with, like, a sandal or a belt, that ain't shit. Don't be like me. I used to run. And when you run, you run from the police, your punishment is worse. You run from your parents, your punishment is worse. But I ran. I was like, you know what? I was, I used to spite my future self to, pre to preserve my current self. You know, it's like, and that's why I, I, I keep saying to myself, you know, these days, yo, blank, blank being me. Don't make your future self you know, chat shit about you. Do this. Finish your homework. Do your assignment. Don't sp don't spite yourself in the future for no reason. 
you know, keep your future self happy with you. And I found that, and you know, I, it's crazy because I found that philosophy actually worked for me because I, I like, I, I, I'd wake up one day in shock. Oh my God, I forgot to do this. And I check and I did it. And then I'll be like, you know what? I thank myself from the past for doing it. So that's how it was. Like that's that, that's where it came from from me being so stupid that I'd one just to you know keep myself safe <laughs> safe in quotation marks as if I'd die but like keep myself beltless for like a moment. I mean it's gonna happen. Either way you're gonna get it. So just take it now and move on. And it's not gonna be as worse as if you take it now than if you run away. But that's the thing. I I I, I told you something but I'm gonna be a hypocrite and say otherwise sometimes my father would laugh you know he'd laugh because he'd be like man like basically and he'd not say it this way but like basically it's like man you're such a pussy man come over here i'm not gonna do nothing you you made me laugh so he he did call me a coward he was like you're a coward man look at your brothers man they just it's just a light tap and honestly that's what it was but i was a kid I honestly thinking back at it right now, it was so much fun. I preferred running because I'd, I'd use it as an opportunity to explore. And like I grew up in a small town, it was safe. You know, none of this, you know, police coming to shoot me or whatever. You know, I know the Middle East gets a bad rap, but where I grew up, it was super safe, super friendly people. Everybody knew each other. Everybody, everybody knew each other. So. I'm sure there are a lot of communities like that where, you know, where you guys are from too. So, yeah, that's how it was. So I just used to take that opportunity to go around and hide, have some fun. And then I'd see my father's car pull up. I'm like, okay, he's going to send the runner behind me. Usually, if I'm too tired, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be, you know, my brother would try to sway me because he doesn't want to run. He doesn't want to run after me. So he's like, listen, you know, my father said, my father said, if you come back right now, it's not going to be bad. And usually it was true. But I learned that later on. But earlier I used to just dash. Nope, no, I'm believing that. Fake news. Boop. <laughs> but, you know, as time went on, that was the case majority of the time I'd come back home my father would be like man stop running man nothing's gonna happen but I kept running but honestly after that day because you know eventually my brother caught me that day I went back in the car my father laughed at me he was like you're a chicken you know I keep getting disrespected but I'd rather be called a chicken than <laughs> be treated like a chicken that you're gonna eat the next day in your KFC bucket meal anyways I I went back home, nothing happened, and then a few days later, uh, you know, my father, he sat down with us, because it's just, all these things, they, they happen so quick, they happen within like 10 to 20 minutes, your day is 24 hours, and this doesn't even take a percent of it, it's nothing, we, you know, he sat down with us, he looked at us, he's like, you guys are 13 years old, you're grown men, I don't want to do this no more. You know, you're supposed to be taking care of me right now. I was like, you know what, you're right. And ever since that day, rarely. 
and you know most of the time it was justified honestly because like i said i was insane and if i didn't get any reprimand for my actions probably would have ended up in normal jail not juvenile jail but thank god i didn't grow up in you know u.s in the u.s or in canada or any of these western countries you know hate you know i don't want to sound like i'm hating on you guys but there are different ways to discipline a child than to send him to jail because that's what it is it's not a disciplinary center it's basically what jails are today for and prisons you're not reforming nobody you're just locking them in a cage for a few years and releasing them they're the same person you just hope that by making them more insane and locking them away from society that they fix up their act which they don't if you look at the u.s what was it the u.s makes up some tiny percentage of the world population but they make up the majority the majority of inmates in the world and that's because the system is garbage the system is hot garbage that's it you're supposed to reform people not lock them up in cages and hope that that will change them of course that might work for a tiny 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 percent of people but clearly as the statistics show it's not working if your country houses the majority of the world's inmates plus all this thing with private uh what's it called private prisons and all that you know for profit prisons imagine imagine it being for profit you know you going to jail wouldn't that you know increase the number of arrests increase the number of people in jail because you'll get paid more so like how how isn't it insane that that's actually the way it works in some places in the u.s at least i don't know of any other country that has you know for-profit prisons which is nuts the more people in the more money they get the more profitable it is it's if it works the other way around watch watch how the number of people the number of inmates drop watch how that number drops significantly if it works the other way around of course majority of the prisons and jails in america is not, are not you know f um, for pay or p for profit i mean but still just the idea of those existing is mad i don't know i i think i have a controversial opinion right now you know let me get comfortable you know i, I had one leg on the chair one leg on the floor now i'm putting them both up i look like i'm giving birth out of my ass so let me get comfortable and say this to any and everybody who's listening to this right now if you reach the 35th minute and 20 seconds 20 second second why did i pick that number the 25th 20 oh, 27th second thank you thank you for uh, thank you for listening and thank you for you know keeping up with me because i'm not the most ear friendly <laughs> Here, friendly person i'm using a basically what it's a what's a 50 dollar headphone and mic combo with a pop filter i store from my brother's headphones but i like this this is how i think to myself and do, by the way who, who does this other than me you know i'll get to the controversial opinion right now but who acts as if they just won a nobel peace prize or like an oscar i, I don't give a shit about both of those things 
maybe the Nobel one more, but the U.S. president keeps winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Is it a Nobel Peace Prize? That's not the controversial opinion, but still, <laughs> kind of, eh, if you know what I'm saying. Anyways, I I imagine myself a lot of the times that I'm giving a speech. I don't know, like I just want the NBA MVP or something. I don't know, it gets me happy because I have the worst stage fright ever, ever in recorded mankind. Uh, slight hyperbole, but emphasis on the word slight because I am dead fucking serious. Like, I remember I had to go up on stage a few years ago when I was still in high school. Uh, I'm making myself sound older than I was. That was just like four years ago. Anyways. The teacher picks every week someone to recite the Quran, you know, because I'm, I'm in a Middle Eastern country, private school. The school was American, but you got to follow the the way of the land, basically. So we, we'd read a few, a few verses from the Quran every Every school day. And our school days were from Sunday to Thursday. As opposed to Monday to Friday. Which is which is the uh, which is what I'm doing right now. It's a bit wonky. Because the week starts on a Sunday. As it should. Sunday. It fits more Sunday. But anyways. I don't want to get into that. That's another thing that irks me a lot. But that's besides the point. He heard my voice. You know, reciting. And when I recite, I sound like I'm crying. I sound like I'm crying. I Listen, in class, I could I could speak up in class. Because like I said, our classes were tiny. It's all just my friends. It's basically just my friends. We're all crazy. It's cool. So I did it. It's like, yo, blank. You got a beautiful voice, man. How about you do it next week? And my friends know that I'm a fucking pussy. But I looked at him, I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. Because, you know, I'm trying to, I'm an extreme introvert. But I really try to get myself out of that bubble. You know, be more extroverted, be more open. You know, I see some of these people do the craziest thing in public. You know, they millions of people on youtube millions of you know like hundreds of thousands of people go and watch them in a concert or whatever and they just and they say i'm an introvert and listen they truly might be but holy shit if i was doing that i'd piss myself because if i lost my shit to a crowd of 400 which was the school's capacity or the school the amount of students in our school back then imagine a thousand uh, that's at least two and a half times more. I'd shit myself. Anyways, you know, I looked at him. I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, my friends looked at me. They they, they laughed at me a bit. They're like, no, you won't. You'll be late that day. I was like, possibly. But I, I tried to be a man of my word at all times because, you know, that's, that's what my father taught me. He taught me a lot of things. And one of them was, don't be cheap on yourself and on others. And... Be a man of your word. Be solid. You say you do this, do it. So since I made this commitment, I couldn't back out of it. 
Bro, I couldn't sleep that whole week, weekend. I couldn't sleep that whole weekend. From Thursday, Friday, Saturday, till Sunday, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking day and night about this. And see how it's such an irrelevant thing. It takes probably two to three days. I mean, excuse me, two to three minutes to finish this. But I was thinking about it the whole damn weekend. And I remember waking up that day in cold sweat. See, this is how bad I have it. I was like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. And I live two minutes away from the school. So I was like, fuck, I got to go to school. I, I can't make nothing up. Be a man of your word. You know. Go fulfill your obligations, basically. I put on my clothes. And, you know, another thing I'd like to say is, I think it's all, it's going to be a lot wiser if schools, especially, you know, Western schools, or at least American schools, because I think they do it in Britain where you could wear... There, there's like a formal attire, like a uniform, a school uniform. Because I think, because I grew up in a town where everybody basically had the same job. It's either your father worked in a refinery or in the local hospital. So everybody had the same economic. I mean, the, the people of the country, because I was born there, but it's not the type of country that gives you the passport. The, the people that are actually from the country that have the citizenship it, them brothers were stacked and when I say stacked I mean stacked stacked but at the same time they make up an extreme it's ridiculous I know but still they make up a minority of the people it's their country but they're the minority in their country right but and that's why they're so loaded so and I grew up in a, such a diverse place, you know, Indians, uh, Kenyans, Su uh, uh, Swedish guys, Pakistanis, Filipinos, and Filipinas, shout out. Anyways, you know, it's such a diverse place, so I come to school, right? Yeah, like, I, let me get to that point. Actually, what I was saying is, in America, it's different. You get someone whose dad makes $200,000 a year coming to the same school as someone whose father makes or whose mother makes $40,000 a year. And a lot of the times, and a lot of the thing, uh, you know, new shoes, um, new clothes, uh, as if you're fucking popular. I'm wearing the same. Right now, I'm wearing shorts that were given to me, I think five to six years ago and listen it's shorts it's not a fucking iphone if it works it works if it keeps my dick inside my pants i mean also wear a boxer which is funny enough i have a boxer it's my favorite brand i i, I keep buying them so this is fresh boxers you know switch those out every year or so but the damn shorts a shirt unless you're growing like crazy and you go from 170 to 185 in two years or like what you say how do you say it in american terms if you go from five foot eight to six foot three okay then it makes sense but just keep the same damn clothes and, and why and why do you have to go shopping every week it, it makes no sense you're just fucking up the environment 
because you're the person that keeps creating the demand for these companies to go out and make new clothes and keep making new clothes and keep coming out with new clothes just for your fucking stupid ass to keep buying them and just wear them once and discard them so they end up in a landfill so schools listen america you spend 600 billion dollars on your army your army is the most op army in the world you guys basically play to win i mean every country does that but you guys just go overboard with it you're the country that you're you're basically the kid who has a millionaire father that just bought him that ten thousand dollar pc just to play fortnite and league of legends that's what you are because you have the craziest army in the world yet you ain't fighting nobody unless it's a conflict you created because you armed the wrong motherfuckers and now you have to fight them it's like you're so bored that you have to create your own enemies to fight anyways calm down on the spending you guys could probably eat up you guys have more tanks than the rest of the top 10 you have more uh, fighter uh, jets you have more aircraft carriers please guys if you have the time guys girls everybody listening to this go check it out they're so op and then people when you see people when you see politicians uh, you know uh, say hey let's spend more on the homeless crisis let's try to fix that let's spend more on welfare or social security or blah 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 and then some of them would dare just look at them and say oh my god where will we get the money motherfucker you have 600 billion in a fucking useless ass army listen how about you take 200 billion of that and guess what the second country only spent 72 billion so you will be at least six six to five times greater even if you take away 200 billion dollars that's how much these fucking guys spend people and go spend that on your homeless go spend that on the communities that you fucked over a few generations ago and you know who i'm talking about Go spend that on the minority communities. Fix their schools up. Fix their public schools up so they don't have to go. And what's the thing where you have to attend the school in your own district? You know, where I grew up, we had people coming from another town to attend our school. I mean, I get it. America's population is fucking ridiculous, so you have to blah, blah, blah. I could see that. But at the same time, if this school district, the school, if this district, if this district has a terrible school, how about you let this person take their child to the better school in this other district? It's not hurting anybody. This I heard this case. This black mother was either sent to two or four years in jail, prison, whatever, because she took her child to a school that was in a different district than the one she lived in. I mean, we we could go into how the college scandal with all those rich people basically buying admission for their children into these high-end universities, UCLA, and all those guys. We could get into how those people basically didn't get any jail time. You could either call it, you know, racial inequality, racial discrimination, or you could call it the difference of 
between the rich and the poor. Anyways, it's fucked up. And it, it, listen, it, I don't want to get too deep into it, but you gotta fix up these. You know, President Blank says, "Stop spending too much fucking money on your army. You guys are already OP. Spend more on your people." Spend more on their education, spend more on their well-being. And make school uniforms mandatory. Because you would be alleviating a lot of mental stress that these kids go through. Because it's real. It's real, you know. When they have to think about their shoes, their clothes. Oh my god, I'll be made fun of, I'll be bullied. And bullying is a big issue in a lot of places in the world. But goddamn, growing up and seeing... You know, American movies. I was like, this has to be exaggerated. I do not believe, because in our school, I don't know if bullying happened. I mean, if you'd see it, a lot of the times, because I, like I said, it's a small town. A lot of the times, someone would say, hey, you know, cut this shit out. It's not funny. A, a, a lot of people did that for. A lot of my friends, I did that for a lot of people. A lot of, I'm sure someone did that for me without me being aware of it. Because I never got bullied. So if I never got bullied, it's either nobody bullied me, which is... Or nobody attempted to bully me, which is you know hard to believe. Or someone has stood up for me. We need more stand-up people. We need more stand-up children. We, we need people to raise their children you know, with the right set of mind with the right principles because things like racism things like bullying you know it's like hurt people hurt people racist people grow racist people you know try to change the mentality try to change the way you think so yeah that's a few that's a few you know suggestions on how to fix up rude boy as i was saying I went to school, right? See, I told you I'll always get back to the point. I went to school. I went in line. I didn't go up. But the thing is, I stood in front of the line because that's all where all my friends were. And the teacher looked at me. You know, first he was ignoring me. He was like, um, because there was another, you know, there's a Pakistani kid. And, you know, he's got a beautiful voice. Mashallah, he's got a beautiful voice. You know, like beast basically. He's amazing. And he was ready to do his thing, right? He was ready to, you know, slay. But then the teacher looked at me out of nowhere. I was like, because I, cause I really wanted to go up. And I remember basically saying, hey, you know, when, when you want to claim, like, it's like you want to eat something that's in the fridge. So he yelled out, hey, Who's this cake for? But you do it in the softest, lowest voice ever. Just enough for it to be considered calling out, but it's not really calling out. And that's what I basically did. I was like, yeah, sir, I'm right here. I, I, I want to do it. And he's like, oh, he didn't see me. Whatever. I did my f- fucking asshole friends. Hi, sir. Sir, look, Black is here. He, he came because I came late to school that day. And he looked at me, and he was like, he smiled, because he, he, he knows I'm a pussy. He was like, hey, 
You wanna come up? I was like, just give me the damn mic, man. I just, I just walked up. It's just like, ah, uh, my like even right now, just reminiscing about this. My my chest is it feels like something sitting on it, basically. I go up first, you know, you gotta get the small stuff out of the way, the principal says two words, blank, 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 done. Uh, actually, our principal was a mayor in some American town. Her name was Amy what, Boucher? I don't know, but Amy something. This blonde thin woman. Uh, you know, so something was said, blah, blah, blah. And then with Quran recitation, Abdurrahman. And then, you know, we had a, a small, the Quran they supplied me was a tiny one. It's like the pocket one. So I picked it up. And, you know, I can't see. So I, I put it as close to my face as possible. And the mic is right here. And I'm just like. <laughs> Literally, I'm trembling. My voice is trembling. My feet are vibrating. I look like there's... Like I told my friend... You know, no. Actually, my friend told me. Because my friend was like... It looked like you had a vibrator up your ass. You were shaking so much. You were shaking so much. It's unbelievable. Even after that, my Arabic teacher... You know, the Arabic language teacher. not He was also Arab. Or Arab. Like you say it. <laughs> Anyways... He came up to me after that because my friends left like when I was done and I got down. Listen, I was embarrassed, but at the same time, I was fucking proud of myself because I knew how much courage that took in me to do it. To, you know, to do that. And I did it. And I came down. My friends laughed at me. Even the ones that didn't know I had, you know, social anxiety, they just looked at me and they're like, you fucking pussy. And they just laughed. And, you know, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciated that reaction because, you know, I don't want to come down and people pitying me. Just make fun of me. It makes me feel better. So, you know, they laughed a bit. The teacher laughed a bit. You know, he hit me on the back. One time, it's like, yeah, good job, go down. Anyways, we were done. Assembly is over. The Arabic teacher called me. He's like, blank. Listen, next time, which there was never a next time, I guarantee it. <laughs> he was like, if you ever do this again, you know, do it with your chest. You're reading the Quran. You're reciting the Quran, I'm sorry. You're reciting the Quran, so, you know, be confident. And, you know, I was like, you know, you're damn right. You know, if the opportunity ever presents itself, I'll definitely, you know, be more confident. Because he was right, in a way. But at the same time, the Quran was not was the key factor in this. It was me. The, the fear was coming from within. I, you know, I I went back home. I told my father. He was like, "Listen, everybody has that. You'll get over it eventually." I don't know if I did because I didn't test myself yet. But yeah, that's about it. I, you know, I it's it's hilarious uh, that I was talking about prisons. But our school was actually designed like a prison. It was literally a, a hollow square. But within the lines are the classes. So the hallway, the classes. And the center 
was the playground. I've never been to jail or prison, but I'd imagine that's how they're designed, basically. It was ridiculous. A cool school, though. I've been to a few schools, because like I said, I was a fucking degenerate. And it was by far the best school. The other ones I went to, I have a plethora of stories I could share about them. Because, listen, I, 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 was, I, I was watching the UFC guys, a lot of the Chechen ones, the Dagestani ones, you know, Eastern Europe. And by Eastern, I mean super Eastern, you know, Russian type, Soviet country type, those guys. And, you know, their stories are mad. The way they grew up, their way of life is mad. And, you know, you always look at yourself whenever you're struggling, or at least that's what I try to tell myself. I, I always try to tell myself, don't compare your struggle to another man's struggle, to another woman's struggle, because people handle struggles differently. If you could handle, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you could handle a 10 comfortably, someone might break at a 2. So you always have to be mindful of whenever someone tells you their struggle, and you immediately try to relate by putting yourself in that situation and then think to yourself oh i wouldn't actually why is he stressing about this why is she stressing about this this wouldn't be shit to me stop and rethink stop and rethink because people handle things differently and you don't know whether it's a compounding thing or whether this is the thing that's basically is that extra tiny thing that just break them so always have to be mindful of that but i'd always look at these people and their stories and their come up and be like, man, these motherfuckers had a crazy ass life. Like, damn, son. You're like, this shit is wild. It's wild to me. You know, grew up through war and all that stuff. You have to escape this country. And, you know, like, their stories are wild, but at the same time, no one comes close to my father's stories. I always, I always urge him, me and my sister, we're like, please write a book all these celebrities with their books and oh my god my success story cute thank you next buy nope i'm telling you i'm not i'm not by okay i'm biased but still <laughs> if you heard some of the stories he had you know my father had it's nuts it's absolutely nuts how one man in one lifetime could go through all those things and still make it out on top beautiful family at least in my eyes beautiful life successful because for a lot of people success is damn near guaranteed but my father the, the things he went through at any point shit could have went downhill so yeah and, you know, I look at the Chechen guys, I, I listen to my father's stories, and I always thought to myself, you know, my life ain't that crazy. But when I look back at it, you know, in retrospect, you know, in retrospect, you know, well, what do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, I fucking wear glasses, but still. You know, my life is, it's been eventful. And I've got a lot of things on my chest that I like to talk about. Now, back to that controversial thing I had to say. Rice and banana belong together. Okay. That's what I wanted it. 
that 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 that's my controversial statement that's it we hit the one hour mark and i wanted to cap off this amazing first episode i don't know why they called an episode i i so much someone should look up what episode is and tell me about it because i'd imagine episode something you'd watch but a podcast something you listen to but of course episode i don't know fucking look it up that that that'll be the question of the day could someone please tell me what an episode is i know i could google it in three seconds max sorry with my terrible laptop 25 seconds to the power of 10 max but 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 still you know i want i want to i want to you know make this feel like a conversation a flowing conversation and you guys also should tell me you know about your lives too what's the craziest thing that happened in your life i mean the crazy you know the i hate those questions actually why did i ask you that because now you have to think about it but maybe that's what i exactly wanted from you guys to do think about it and give me a response uh she you gotta come back we is it called the solo podcast am i called the solo podcast on twitter i think that's it i think the ads at the solo podcast yeah i think so that's what it is if that's what it is then you're most welcome there there are no tweets up i'll probably put this episode up as my first tweet and yeah and if you guys are still stuck up on that point of rice and bananas then you know my greatest way to make people people believers is not to explain to them whether they're right or wrong because on things like this don't try to argue subjective things don't and this is you know a hint a tip from a 19 year old guy that's about to turn 20 in exactly one day and 33 minutes because it is exactly 8 a.m right now where i live i mean i don't live in the exact same place i was born so the timing is off by four hours so in exactly four hours and 33 minutes and one day i will turn 20 years old so take all my advice and tips with a megaton of salt but don't argue obje- uh, subjective things you know it's subject to your own opinion but what i'd say is be open-minded to new things don't let someone put their finger up your ass that's not what i'm saying okay you dirty bastard what i'm saying is cook up some rice and listen if you're if you're white I don't know about the whole thing that you don't season your food. I never ate with a white person. I ate with a Filipino. Because I told you I grew up with Filipinos. Filipinos. Everybody. I grew up with like basically the whole world. They don't season their rice. And each house has a distinct smell. The Sudani. And the the Kenyan. Completely different smells. Them, th- those countries are basically next to each other but the smell is completely different the vibe is completely different a filipino's house and an indian's house smell completely different my favorite smell was the sudanese because i don't know it, it, it just smelled nicer the indians one it just smelled like food like a uh, like a nuclear ton of food smacks your face like spices and all that stuff and people might love that you know especially if you grew up with it but you know 
again we don't argue subjective things here so it's just not for me i like the vibes though but the filipino's house or the filipino household it's always cooked rice cooked white rice with no salt is what that house smelt like and i ate you know i ate a bite i was like listen fam you know because we had an argument about this i know i said we don't argue subjective things but i felt offended because i told him why the fuck didn't you season the rice with some salt and he says listen listen brother we season our fish we season our chicken we season our beef with a ton of spices that shit is filled up with spices mad crazy so you gotta balance these things out see he lost me when he said that what the fuck do you mean balance listen if my left shoe has a nike whatever kairis because that's the shoe i'm looking at right now my right shoe ain't gonna be adidas I'm not going go, I'm not going downgrade like that. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean balance? You don't I'm so you know like I listen, like I said, I'm I'm 19 plus 1 hour and 30 minutes. One hour no, one day four hours and 30 minutes till I get to 20. So don't listen to me because right now I'm breaking my own code. I said don't argue subjected things but what if the chicken finishes what if what if what if the rice finishes you'll get fucked so how about i told him you take because i tasted the chicken bro my head almost flew off that she was so flavorful and there is a difference when i say flavorful in a good way and flavorful as in fuck me i'm about to cry and it was still good no disrespect you know that's the homie i never disrespect no one that feeds me food because that's love but fuck me man like take 50% of that add it to the rice that's the true balance you know that's the true balance in my opinion i still ate the food the food was nice i ain't even going to lie but still at the same time to eliminate the smell of cooked white rice with no salt from the house you just salt the rice and it was clumpy so that means it was overcooked see you could tell that i'm a little into cooking i see i'm i'm into a lot of things actually i'm into a lot of things and i'm not particularly good at any of them except cooking i'll smack anybody right now you know actually include this to the tasks of the day to anybody who's listening to this post the best meal you made and tag me and since we're on the topic of tagging people i should check what my at is right L- let me check what my at is cuz you know i don't block your blessings guys what if what if this is you know i i get lucky and this episode blows up and i get a bajillion people how will they know where to follow me so i i played myself and rule number 1 we don't argue subjective uh points and rule number 2 please 
don't play yourself. So it's basically the at is at podcast underscore solo. And that's written, you know, in correct English. So it's at P-O-D-C-A-S-T underscore S-O-L-O. You know, for the longest time in my life, I had an issue with my C and S. I'd always mix the two. Uh, you know what the... And please, yeah, guys, please, try rice with with the banana. If you are Pakistani, you know, make yourself a biryani. Biryani chicken. Biryani mutton. Whatever you desire. It's you, baby. You, you guys got that on lock. Start a banana twit. Game changer. Uh, a- Asian people. Yeah, as if Pakistanis are not Asian, but, you know, East Asian people. Do your thing. Your food, you know. I like your food, but I don't like how you combine sweet, although bananas are sweet. But there's a difference between this sweet and the sweet you guys do. You do super spicy and super sweet in the same pot, and my stomach is fucked. And I gotta take a shit. Literally, I gotta take a shit right now because I ate that yesterday. So, but still, maybe, no, actually, you guys go and get yourself biryani chicken. Anybody who's listening to this, white guys, black guys, because you, you African-Americans are slipping too. You, your food is fire. But, you, you know, the Jamaicans, they do the plantain thing, plantain. I don't know how to say it. You know, apologies for sounding trash. They fry the, the banana in oil. Now, I never did that. So, and I don't know how it will taste. But I'm pretty sure it will be good. Now, I never did it, but I don't know. But bananas are bananas. Listen, you get your calcium from there. A lot of you guys weak. or what? Well, fuck me. It's potassium. Uh, I play, see, I, I keep playing myself, guys. That's what happens when you're one hour and ten minutes and thirty seconds into something. Your mind gets fucked. I mean, not really, because this is how I talk to myself. Each, not each and every day. Some days when I feel lonely. You know, for university, like I said, I'm very, very, very blessed and privileged to be in the place I am today. Just because you hit a few speed bumps you know, across it, your whole life, you can't claim that you weren't privileged. So, and this is a reminder to myself because you always get stuck up on your struggles, on the hardships of, of your life that you forget all the good things and that's a disservice to your parents who worked so hard for you to live a comfortable life. So I will not disrespect and discredit my father's work, my mother's work, into making sure I live the best life possible and say that my life was a struggle. Of course, it was a struggle at certain points. And when it was a struggle, I truly mean it was a fucking struggle. But you can't let the 10% dictate the 90% and change the whole narrative, you know? And that's what I see with a lot of online celebrities, with a lot of famous people online. They, they lose themselves in the drop of hate in the ocean of love. Don't focus 
on the wrong things of life you, and i know it's easier said than done trust me i know it's easier said than than done because it's a daily battle with yourself it's a daily battle with your heart and mind you know to keep yourself positive i'm facing it every day just as you are and if anybody ever says they never ever got slightly depressed or slightly sad are lying it's because we're human we experience emotions we experience up and ups and downs you know so my point is love life appreciate yourself and you know don't focus on the negatives focus on the good things of life and your whole perspective will change now talking about that I'm on the 26th floor alright of one of these because I grew up in a in a house you know on the floor on the ground type thing and I always wanted to move into a building so now I'm on the 26th floor of, of said building and I'm not comfortable this shit's scary if an earthquake happens I'm dead if a fire happens I'm dead uh yeah those two things guarantee that everything else i don't know what everything else is but guys don't point it out girls don't point it out anybody who's listening to this don't tell me more ways to die in a building because this shit is fucking scary but i have my window open always because the view is amazing you know i'm blessed to have a very nice view and it's not a city view i don't know these people that live in new york or whatever and you know they're basically in a sea of concrete you know in a sea of metal and they claim the view is beautiful no fam that's just buildings on top of buildings on top of buildings beside other buildings uh, nothing's be- okay i'm lying it could be slightly beautiful at night only but at daytime that shit looks ass but this shit like it's just mountains it's a dope view and i'm a nature guy i love nature that's why i used to like i used to open the the curtains in our school and i used to sit ne- I, I used to sit next to the window and daydream just daydream a blank one day you're gonna be an astronaut one day you're gonna be an nba player one day you're gonna be a billionaire one day you're gonna be this one day you're gonna be that and you know my friends always used to mock me because I always used to say I'm a talker it's not good to be a talker it's good to be a dreamer but don't talk about it too much to the wrong people you know talk about it to people that will believe in you even if it's unbelievable at the moment because it's only unbelievable till you make it believable even with physics there are things right now in physics and there were things just a few decades ago new things that popped up that completely baffled scientists because they broke the laws of physics now unless those laws of physics were written by god they're not concrete right because they're based on things that we know of as of now and as humans we continue to advance technologically see i gotta stop myself because i'm you know I cut a flow, I had to cut myself off because I gotta remind you guys, this is not scripted. This is just off the dome. I'm coming off of my mind just with all these ideas. So let me get back to it. What I was trying to say is, as humans, we progress. 
and we make new discoveries so what i'm trying to tell you is what is guaranteed today and what is impossible today might not be impossible tomorrow and that just depends on how much work you put in and that's it you could be a talker you know you could be a dreamer but also be a doer and this is my first step into being a doer 2013 the first video i ever remember watching at least of a gaming youtuber was pewdiepie playing uh what was it called outlast it, it was fucking crazy you know just you know my brother came back home one day and he said yo guys turn on the tv because we had a smart tv back then you know it was pretty new back then now everybody and their mother has a smart tv but back then it was crazy if you have a smart tv you made it type thing so we put it on we put on pewdiepie ever since that day i was like yo this whole youtuber shit i was like 12 years old i was like this whole youtuber shit is wild this is sick it's amazing ever since then i wanted to do something that that's online it's 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 pretty much like people who grew up on Chappelle or Seinfeld or Carson and they wanted to do stand up comedy or they wanted to be late night show hosts. It's, I, I looked at these YouTubers, I looked at people like Casey Neistat, although it's not something I'm not uh, like myself I wouldn't do it but you you appreciate art in all forms even the forms that aren't your thing per se so I, I looked at all these youtubers and now especially in the last few years mr beast now that's a good guy right there honestly that's a good man that's a good man i saw a lot of myself in him and i'm sure a lot of people did too because we're around the same age, I think. I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just claim that I'm 20 because in one hour, in one day, four hours and 30. Guys, help me. 16 minus 30, 20. No, shit. 15. But then add the one. 16 minutes. Yeah, but that's 33, 17. 19 minutes. I'm, I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but fuck it. In one day, four hours, 19 minutes. I'll be 20 years old, so I'll just say 20 years old. So I don't know how old he is, but I'm pretty sure it's either 20 or 21, 22, 23. Between 20 and 23. So I feel like we basically grew up, of course he grew up in a whole complete different world than I did, but we grew up consuming the same online media. From PewDiePie to KSI to all these eyes you know <laughs> you know we we had the dream make it big online just make it big online that's the dream of course we don't we don't see all the implications and all the negatives that come with it but it, you know we look up to these people and when i say look up because i don't mean as a role model type because I only have two role models 
it's my mother and father and that's about it but you could look up at other people for inspiration and back then as a child they definitely were it because you want to be in the same place that they're in you want to do that the same things that they're doing how one man one woman just this one person can captivate the attention of millions of people multi 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 billion dollar companies cannot do that today they'll try their best with their advertising they'll try their best with their marketing but they'll never be able to do that authenticity goes a long way and being creative just being a general cool person goes a long way and those guys they, they have it in abundance in my opinion and that's what their audience sees PewDiePie you know as of today the 17th of October 2020 I like saying the whole thing because this is a very memorable day this is my first podcast as of today I think he has 107 million people watching him that is more than a lot of the countries on earth today the, the, the man could go and make his own country of course it would be filled with nine years nine year olds but you know still a country average age of nine <laughs> with 130 plus year old okay now it sounds epstein <laughs> oh fuck it no stop <laughs> stop but you know let's hope he doesn't do it on an island his country is more <laughs> anyways <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Mr. B saw that you know and he's he's another person I look up to because he saw it and he went about it in the most confusing way possible counting from one to one million or he, no, he didn't do one million a hundred thousand uh, one to ten thousand saying Logan Paul's name 10,000 times saying PewDiePie's name 10,000 times the weirdest things ever and it's just to have that one viral moment because online it's about having that one moment and one moment that sparks the fireworks basically you know fireworks are fireworks they, they, they won't do anything without that catalyst which is the flame so a lot of people's you know push to fame was one video that catalyzed that whole reaction and with him i don't honestly know what the video it was but i think that's what he was banking on as well of course podcasts that are an hour and 30 minutes long and i promise you guys i promise you girls i promise you everybody who's listening to this this will be a unique episode the, the reason it's so long is because i'm trying to test myself i'm trying to see how comfortable i am i mean again another thing i like to ask of you people give me feedback how did i do what would you like being improved how's that my quality and so on and so on i'd love to hear from you at solo shit at podcast underscore solo on twitter and that's the only social media I have. So, you know, Mr. Beast, you know, basically went on to get, now what's he at? 40 million subscribers, going on to 50 million subscribers. 
that is one of the most meteoric rises in YouTube history within three to four years a man went from zero to 50 million it's not and said man took all that fame and took all that opportunity and still lives in North Carolina still lives around family and friend still lives in the same house still has the same girlfriend still has the same friends around that he incorporates into his videos and does not make them sign contracts and call themselves team 10 that's the same man made elon musk donate a million dollars to plant a million trees i mean he didn't make him but he's the one who catalyzed that reaction right that same man is the one who started the whole team trees initiative get 20 million trees planted each dollar is a tree and he hit that goal it's the same man who feeds the homeless and he takes you see some people always look and say why are you recording yourself feeding the homeless why are you recording yourself you know helping you know people in need and a lot of the times it's garbage i hate it piece of shit you know it's a piece of shit move but he takes the revenue first of all i'm pretty sure he takes the consent he makes sure he takes consent he, he makes sure that they're glad to be in the videos and it's not like he, he milks it and he does this every single time by the way this is rare 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 and i don't think he shows many people other than his fr friends and people that are part of the crew in his videos but he takes the revenue that are made from his videos and he puts it back into more videos like that videos that help people out like i don't think i, I like he, he of course he has you know and a lot of people you know it, it's ridiculous because if he does a video where he's giving 40 cars to like one person and then people you just dog him oh my god the money that money could have went into like fucking fuck off come on guys like i don't want to get into it but you you could tell how that is slightly doesn't make sense because you need those type of videos to be able to fund the other videos and at the same time don't watch other people's pockets don't watch other people's money you be the change you want to see in the world don't say your vote does not matter or my dollar doesn't matter you never know what small action that you do how it could change someone's life you don't know you don't know that that's the that's the beauty of this world it's so unique everything is so it's so calculated yet so uncalculated you don't know what will happen today what will happen a minute from now i could drop that theoretically i mean i hope not if i make it to 127 to 128 38 i'll be very happy thank you god but it could happen right so don't be spending the precious time you have on earth watching other people's pockets watching other people's move be the change you want to see help people out and by the way guys girls 
everybody who's listening to this. If you find $50 on the ground, what would you do? Mm. Mm. Depending on what you said, you're either a good person or you needed that $50. <laughs> but it's whatever. Tell me what you said on at podcast underscore solo. Anyways, it's, you know, I would hope I would be a man like him, Jimmy. I think that's his name, Jimmy. You know. But it's it's amazing to see YouTube do wonders for, for people like him because a lot of people get famous you know you can't say that shouldn't have got famous because it's not like they had control over it either it's just the luck of it it's the lottery basically it's you either you either get lucky or you don't so you can't say shouldn't but a lot of people that are trash become famous so it's really refreshing that in the past few years you know a man like him got to where he did and basically vouch them and he's i think said this countless times that he'll never hoard this money and he'll spend all his money on just bettering other people's lives so that's a good man right there so go show that man some love i mean it's hilarious that a zero <laughs> zero listener podcast is telling <laughs> zero people to go show love to 40 million <laughs> But you get you get you get the idea. Anyways, I think one one hour and thirty minutes is a good place to end this. You know what? Yeah, I think we'll end it here. Listen, I enjoyed this. It's called the Solo Podcast, but I'm really lying. It's a conversation between me and all of you. It's a one on one. It's a one on one million. However many people listen to this. I hope I get to hear from you guys on my Twitter. You know, shoot me some questions. Take a picture of your rice with banana. You know, give me your opinions on everything I asked you. You know, let's make this a a place for conversation. Basically, be nice to each other. And don't forget the most important rule. Do not argue <laughs> subjective things. See ya.